All right, an after show podcast right there for your speakers, your earbuds, however you're listening to us. We appreciate you choosing the after show. And the reason we're doing the after show is because we've had all kinds of trouble with the bullshit. Yeah, and I just want people to know we're still here. <laughs> yeah, so the deal is, again, if you haven't uh, heard us in a couple of minutes, uh, I've been quarantined, Kelly's been quarantined, and because of that, we're having to do the show via Zoom, so I get to come to the radio station in my little uh, my little nook where nobody else is allowed to come near me, and Kelly uh, is at home in her basement. Yes, and it's a, it's a little echo-ish in here. Echoey? Echo, echo-ish? It's echoing? Whatever. Um, and I'm ready to be back in a studio where I can hear. Yeah. Cause that's your biggest complaint is you can't hear the same. And then of course, you know, if we're going to do like a live commercial or something like that, it just sounds different. And but you've it, got dogs barking in the background. And yeah. Well, and it's just different because, you know, you have humans moving around in the house too, and they're trying to tiptoe around you because you're on the radio and you're trying not to disrupt their entire day, but because exactly. you're on the radio. Right. Yeah. So anyway, and it's kind of weird for me because, you know, basically nobody gets to come and talk to me, but I get to see, uh, you know, people as I, as I leave, I see bodies that are working, but, Mm um, I don't know. It's been kind of different, but the issue is, is sometimes all of a sudden if we're zooming, so we'll zoom, the audio is coming in via zoom. And then at the same point we can see each other via uh, different cameras on zoom. So we can at least almost feel like we're in the same room. Right. But the issue is sometimes in the middle of something, the audio just drops out. So, you know, we'd re- we typically record the entire show and then we'll chop it up and put it together for the podcast. And then we realize at different points, like the audio just drops out and you can't hear me and the audio is not going into the computer that records it and it just becomes a mess. Right. And this isn't something that I would have ever thought about before. Um, but when we're in the studio together, if people are like, well, why do you only need to see each other? Well, there's so many little, oh, uh, what, what, are, what, what, are, what, are, what do you call them? A nuance, uh, a, a nuance. Yeah. Just that we, that I need to see whether um, I'm supposed to not talk or talk, or maybe I'm about to start talking and you look at me like, no, 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 no. Or whatever it is yeah. like us seeing each other helps me so much. So for us to try to go in blind and just doing it off of sound I, I, there's no, there's no way I could do that. So think about the people who join us for the breakfast club, you know, because before the pandemic, we would do the breakfast club in person and they would sit there and they would get to talk to us beforehand. And I don't know, I think we had the chance to make people comfortable and mm-hmm. then we'd go live on the air, but they could see our, our visual cues and uh, you know, the stuff like that. Uh, now when we have to do the breakfast club, you know, people can't see us because we're just on the phone lines with them. You think right. it throws them off? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But you're normally pretty good at um, kind of breaking the ice a little bit. Yeah. Try one thing I've really tried hard on over the last number of years was, you know, how can we get people, um, you know, just comfortable on the air as quick as we can and then get them to be able to tell their story. So one of the skills I've been trying to, you know, work on is developing, you know, how to communicate with other people in the interview format. So mm-hmm. anyway. well, you're good at it. Well, it's something that was like, who are good interviewers and let me watch them and how they do it. You know, and who are people who I don't think are good interviewers and what do they do that I don't want to do? I think Joe Rogan's a great interviewer. No. Yeah. And sometimes I'll watch his stuff. And I just did this the other night um, where we were just, I was watching stuff on YouTube and he was doing these interviews with people I'd never heard of, but they were so compelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's real good. You know, Howard Stern, probably the greatest of all time at how to interview somebody. And, you know, then you look at it, it's just different because each show has their own different uh, deal. Like if Joe Rogan were on regular radio, his show would be different. 
It's kind of yeah. like Jimmy Fallon. His podcast would be different than what he does on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. They're both good but different. So anyway, it's kind of how our show is too. Uh, the After Show podcast is a little bit different. So uh, I wanted to give like – I guess we'll do an update real quick on on kind of what's happening with the COVID situation. Uh, I've gone in and uh, I've done two different sets of COVID tests, right? I went last Monday and I went again this past Monday. So I went on – the fourth and then on the 11th and both sets of tests um, have been negative rapid response. And then the PCR test, which is the one they mail off was negative last week. And I don't have those results. So more than likely uh, somehow we dodged the bullet on the whole COVID thing, which is really weird because we were in the hospital room with my mother-in-law who was asymptomatic um, for hours within, you know, within six feet, how we didn't get it. I mean, I would have to credit the mask. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because I mean, I, I just knew when Leslie said, Hey mom just tested uh positive. I'm like, well, there's no doubt we're going to get it. I think I even said that. Right. You like, did. <laughs> like there's no doubt we're going to get it. So the fact that we got that call yesterday and they're like, uh, you're negative again. I'm like, what? You got to be joking. Yep. But every day I've gone through, uh, the whole idea of knowing that somebody tested positive, I've felt different symptoms. Yeah, I do that. I think you could, that's easy to do sometimes though. Right. Once you know somebody's positive, then you're like, oh my gosh, my back hurts. My lower back is aching or, or whatever that is. And you start to, to freak out. But my mother-in-law straight up said that, uh, you're never going to question it. If it's COVID, you're going to know it's COVID. Ooh. So, but I was just talking to a, a coworker, um, who's who tested positive a couple of weeks ago. He said he didn't really feel bad. All he got was a little bit of a, a congestion or whatever. And he said his son, who I'm assuming is Kai's age, probably 10 or 11, um, ended up having no effects. Like he didn't even realize he had it. Yeah. Well, my son, Kurt had it. Uh, this was months and months ago, back in July. And the only effects he had was, um, couldn't smell or taste. So it, it just, it's weird how it affects different people. Well, and then, you know, we had, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, Leslie's grandfather passed away on January the 2nd and, um, it was COVID like his heart. And we've talked about this on a previous after show, his heart was still pumping it at 88 to 92 beats per minute and the COVID turned his lungs black and there was a point of no return. The family had to make the decision, which was awful. Uh, and then as we sit here this morning and record the after show podcast, Leslie's grandmother, she's been on the ventilator for either 16 or 17 days, which is a long time to be on a ventilator. Uh, and they're basically saying that they're going to have to, um, you know, get her off of that because you can't stay on that. And they're going to probably have to do a tracheotomy where they go in through the neck Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I've talked to a number of the nurses who were there and they're like, we have never seen a fighter as strong as Meemaw, which is, uh, which is crazy. And it's emotional for us because, you know, she's been, uh, yeah, take say under, but you know, when you're with the, when the ventilator is there, you're not under anesthesia like you would be for surgery, but they do have you heavily sedated because it's very uncomfortable. Um, cause that's, what's breathing for you and it's down your throat. Um, you know, so we aren't exactly sure, you know, when she comes fully out of sedation, what the, the challenges are going to be, but, uh, today's a big step for us. So we'll see how that goes and we'll probably update you on the show tomorrow. So anyway, it's been kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we don't, we never want the show to be too heavy. We want to try to find ways to balance, but. Uh, it's kind of the real life thing. One of the reasons we did the generics topic today, because we can get you with, uh, you know, heavy stuff. And then I guess it's pretty much universally known by this point. I don't mind buying generic products. Yes. Uh, my wife and my son 
kind of roll their eyes at me when I do that. Kai calls me a cheapskate all the time. (laughs) I can see that. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like we live a decent life, right? I don't think I, I don't think I, but like if I get, if there's chips and there's a bag of chips, that's 97 cents or one that's three fifty. which one should I buy? I'm going 97 cents. It depends on what the chips are. Which one would you not buy the generic of? Uh, if I wanted a good potato chip, like for some hamburgers and potato chips, I'm getting some ruffles with ridges. Yeah. Or you can buy the great value with ridges and they're the same. No, basically. no, because then they come in a million different pieces and they don't taste the same. Oh. They're not as light and crispy and airy. It's not the same. I now, say- if it's medicine, like mm-hmm. if it's Tylenol PM or ibuprofen or whatever, yeah. generic all day. But if it's something that I have to taste, like. I don't know. Um, let's Oreos. Yeah. Like we said earlier today, um, I'm not going to get the twist and shouts. I want the Oreos. Now, if they had a double stuff twist and shout, I might consider that just to try. I would it. consider. Yeah. Just to try it. Because I think there's something about the ratio of stuff to the cookie. I'll just tell you though, Oreos don't last in my house because we got a gift basket. Um, and the Oreos were in there and Milano cookies. Like and people, when they, when they know that you're going through something sad, they bring you stuff that is feel good stuff. It's comfort food. Yeah. It's like snacks and yeah. Stuff that tastes good. That's probably not very healthy for you. Oh, but man, there's nothing better than to have a cup of coffee with a cookie or a Milano cookie or some Oreos or something like that. And then, um, and so I thought kind of like our free food deal was almost up, right? (laughs) Like surely people are almost done. And then we had uh, somebody ring the doorbell the other day and laid left a gift basket. It was our new neighbor in our neighborhood who is a pastor. And he dropped off a thing with all kinds of sweets and caramel corn and um Oh, so you nuts. were very happy. Yeah. And it's crazy at my age and, and just maybe it's because of the job and the life experiences. I have more pastors in my phone as far as phone numbers and contact information. <laughs> really? Than I do almost any other profession except for radio or wrestling. Hmm. Which maybe, I, maybe that should have been your, uh, maybe that was your calling and you missed it to be a pastor. Yeah. Can you see that? <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? No, <laughs> I wonder if they would think the jokes of uh, some of the jokes probably aren't funny, but I, I will tell you that my new neighbor, you know, he, he said he has uh, listened to the radio show before. And every oh, time yeah. I hear that from somebody who is a pastor, it always makes me nervous. You get really nervous. Yep. Because I'm like, what part did they hear? And are they judging me for it? Yep. But it's supposed to be the judgment-free zone. Yeah, sure. So the generic topic, it's up on our social media if you want to go and check that out. Uh, We also talked about, uh, so as we do this show today, it's the 12th of January. Uh, Alabama won the national championship in college football last night. They beat Ohio State. Can I tell you something really quick? What? Last night, uh, Joey was watching that game, and I just went in there, and I was like, all right, please don't judge me, but um, I know that there's a game on. Uh, and I realize it's the national championship. Could you tell me who's playing? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Because <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, but see, for guys and for some women, you know, we care. We want to watch it because it's the last I college football game of the season. But it was pretty much, uh, you know, like the early part of it was okay. They were going going kind of back and forth. And then all of a sudden, I mean, Alabama just goes to a different level and they start shutting stuff down. And yeah. then you see the other teams start to get frustrated. Then when they get behind, they have to take bigger risks. and. Right. It's just uh, sports and stuff like that. But the crazy thing about the Alabama deal is this morning I open up and I'm going through all the different headlines 
And in Tuscaloosa, I guess everybody decided uh, that they wanted to hit the streets after Alabama won. And there's thousands of people out there in the streets. Like it's Mardi Gras, like it's New Year's Eve. And I don't see any masks on anybody. I haven't zoomed in, but there's thousands and a lot of them don't have masks. I zoomed in on Twitter on this one that had, I mean, there was thousands upon thousands of people in it. And I did not see one mask. You would think you might even see like an elephant mask or something, you know, to cover them up. That would be funny. Nope. Nothing. And when you zoom in, it's a lot of the younger people who probably were out, you know, spending time in bars and then they come out to celebrate with their friends. They go to the school, all that kind of stuff. And I get it. And, and here's the thing. A lot of young people aren't affected by the coronavirus. Yeah, a lot yeah. of young people, if they test positive, have very little symptoms. If Maybe even they have no symptoms. I get that. But I can tell you firsthand, and we've talked about it here already in this after show, the effects of COVID are real. And so let's say that, that you're a young person and you're not going to get sick, and that's awesome. But let's say you go into a restaurant where there's somebody that's older. Or you walk past somebody in a place, you know, and, and they're elderly. Or you go to visit somebody and they're elderly. Um, you don't know how it's going to affect people. And I say elderly because that's what hit home with me. Right. Yeah. But I've seen and we know people who are our age who have been affected by it poorly. Yes. Uh, who have been really heavily affected. Some people that we know who are our age have died from it. Mm-hmm. So I get that, you know, you want to party and stuff like that. And if it doesn't affect you, but you got to think about the consequences of who you come into contact with too. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's the responsibility is, you know, and that's the reason I've quarantined because, you know, what if I had it, I didn't want to infect you or anybody else at work. Right. So that was the big uh, crazy takeaway to me watching the celebration from Alabama. I'm like, what is happening? Why are these people out there like that? It made me think about Morgan Wallen about, cause uh, is he from Alabama? No, he's not from Alabama, but I know he likes to party in Alabama. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, you go out there and it's a football area. You have fun. And I think he was down there to play a gig or he had some kind yeah. of commercial thing in there. But that's um, who I think of. <laughs> so you've seen or listened, not seen, you've, you've listened to the entire Morgan Wallen album, right? What is yeah, it like 30 tracks? I think I've gone through it twice and maybe a, a, some of the new songs, maybe three or four times that I haven't heard before. Yeah. So it's called Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Wallen. Uh, how would you rate it? Because I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Gosh, um, he's a lot more, um, what's the word? Um, I guess eclectic than I thought he was. He He's not just one sound. Um, I think he has a couple of different sounds, um, but I like it a lot. I, to, if I rated it, gosh. Um, I would say an eight or nine. Oh, dang. Yeah. The stuff I've heard I like, but here's the issue that I think uh, I get the idea of a lot of content, double album and stuff like that. There's just so much of it. Yeah. Like if there were 13 songs I could learn, but it's like, I can't learn 30. Yeah. And I'm like, how's he going to pick? How do they pick which ones, you know? Yeah. are going to be his singles. Well, and I heard him talking about uh, the whole deal was, you know, he had, uh, let's say he had 20, 20 songs, right? And the, the idea was we either cut it down to 13 or 15 to make it a one album thing, or we expand. And he says over the course of the last year, he's probably written a hundred songs. So wow. it, it wasn't hard for him to get to 30. And then for target, he went to 32, but that's one of the things I really want to do is I want to dial down and have the chance to listen to that and kind of dive into it. I do think it's pretty raw and I think it's very, he wrote a lot of those songs. And, and I think that, um, I don't know it, I think if you just listen to the album, it lets you really know who Morgan is as a person, because a lot of those songs are very honest and like brutally 
brutally honest on, you know, where he's from, why he is the way he is, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I think it's cool to kind of listen in order. It kind of tells a story. And I think he's going to be an artist that has staying power. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's kind of built the fan base slowly over the course of time. And, and when that happens and people just kind of catch on and they sort of, they kind of latch on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just seems like you have, you have more staying power and I have that feeling he's going to be one of those guys, yeah. but I think a lot of people are going to judge him based on his appearance and be like, oh man, he's he's got a way country appearance because, uh, you know, the type of stuff he wears or because of the mullet and stuff like that. But, um, you know, yeah. even digging past that, I think he's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we need to get into your life in quarantine? Uh, you're ready to get out of quarantine, right? Yeah. And it's not even just about, I mean, I, I love people and want to see people, but it's just literally just getting out of the house and yeah. not feeling like <laughs> I, you literally feel like it's, you're a prisoner kind of. Yeah. Well, imagine being somebody who's you know told, you know, you're compromised and you can't leave for months or you've been locked up for the majority of nine months. You take for granted the fact that when you don't have it and you're, you haven't been exposed that you can just walk into the store and get something. Hey, we're out of yeah. coffee. I'm going to run to the store. And it's really, it's not that big a deal for me, but it's heartbreaking to think that there are elderly people and some people that are by themselves that are having to do this and and they've been doing it for, you know, six, nine months, every single day, day in and day out. And it's sad. Leslie's grandfather, uh, before he ended up getting sick, he hadn't left the house for 71 days. Mm. Imagine that, you know, that's crazy. Well, and they did, you know, you bring him up, but they worked really hard at not trying to get it, you know, yeah. like as far as they stayed home, they followed all the rules. They, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. It's the worst case scenario. And, and Leslie often says, um, you know, it's like this, this doesn't happen. I'm like, unfortunately it does, but it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen that often that you have two members, you know, husband and wife, both in ICU on ventilators and that's why the story got picked up nationally too. Once they, once they told me they wanted me to share it, that's why it kind of got a little bit of traction across the country too, because it's very, even though it happens, you don't hear about it that often. Right. My thing I'm missing from uh, quarantine. Cause like, I, I'm kind of at the point, like I don't really care to run into stores that often, unless I need something quick. Like I can't just pull through a drive through and say, Hey, give me some coffee, please. I mean, I could buy a cup, but I can't go buy the, you know, yeah, like, yeah. a bag of coffee or whatever. Um, but also because of the quarantine, I am a little bit behind on my testosterone. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Just, I can't walk into uh, the clinic elite men's health and just get my testosterone. And again, legit, it does make me feel better. Um, it kind of, you know, I don't know when hormones are so important. And, you know, I always heard as a, as a kid that, Oh, woman's hormones, blah, blah, blah. But the deal is hormones affect guys too. Yeah, 100%. We yeah. don't think about it, but the the idea that, you know, your mood could be based on on your chemical makeup of your body uh, and more testosterone, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit brighter and happier and stuff like that. Don't you think it's kind of an ego thing as far as why it's not talked about? Because, you know, that like you said, women have talked about their hormones and once they hit a certain age, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Men, I think sometimes it's like, even though it's a, it's a, Everybody has that problem once you hit a certain age of your testosterone, whatever, yeah. dropping. Well, it starts dropping think, around the age of 30. Yeah, I think some men are just, you know, men are taught to be, you know, manly men and, and you know, like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need, I have plenty of testosterone. Yeah. And it's like this thing you don't talk about. Um, so I think it's good that, you know, you've kind of brought it to the forefront of what you do. Oh, yeah. And it's not, um, it's not like, I don't know, inappropriate to talk about it. 
No, you go where I go and you see who's in there. It's yeah. everybody. It's mm-hmm. all walks of life. It's doctors, lawyers, police officers. It's uh, mechanics. Young. Yeah, it's it's everybody because it it affects all guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're one of the people who it hasn't affected, that's freaking awesome. But for yeah. most guys, it starts to change uh, somewhere between the age of 30 and 40. Um, and it is what it is. You know, I mean, a lot of people are going to think, oh, it just means I have problems with ED. That's not it. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not just that. It's not just well, so much more than that though. Right. It's truly your mood and how easy it is for you to lose weight because you know, a man, a man's body functions better with more testosterone. But anyway, so my deal is I haven't been able to go in a week and a half. So I've missed now two shots. I guarantee your wife knows when you're getting a little testy too, doesn't she? Uh, maybe. Cause, and yep. I'm like, can I, can I, can they just come and give me a shot? Yeah. But well, you know, you're close. You have to wait just a few more days. I know that, but the further off I get, you know, it's like I don't want I don't want my hormones to be off whack. Like, will we know your voice if you come back Monday and you still haven't had your shot? Oh, I'll sound like uh, probably like SpongeBob or Mickey Mouse <laughs> or Kermit <Kermit-y> Frog. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me. Uh, anyway, I guess we're done after show yeah. podcast for January the twelfth. Signing off. Hang in there, guys. Yeah, that too. <laughs>